been looking for a home in this neighborhood, and nothing that fits our needs seems to be available. Then our realtor told us about the FHA 203K program, where we can find a smaller room and use that program to add another room and remodel the home all in the same loan. The same loan we used to purchase the home. What a great idea. trying to multitask, but Merry Christmas to everybody. I'm glad to be here. This is Love My Renovation Project by Mike Young, um, where we talk about all things regarding renovation loans, either the 203K, F Home Style, a VA Mortgage, or one of six other renovation products that we do carry. So we're happy to be here. Uh, we're uh, going to throw this little tidbit out there. If you're a teacher, K through 12, uh, fireman, policeman, prison guard, EMT. If you work for any government service and wear a badge to work, we pretty much get you qualified under the uh, officer next door program. Uh, there's a teacher next door program. And if you don't know what these are and you're looking for a house, you need to go to the find a good realtor that covers the HUD foreclosures, and if, if your house is in a designated area, you can get up to 50% discount on that house. Now, that couldn't be pretty major if you're looking at a house that may be listed at 400000 You're looking at saving $200,000. This is not a nickel and dime thing. This is a major issue. If you want to find out more about it, call us at 888-627-6008. That's correct, 888-627-6008. Anyway, a lot of 203K, a lot of homeowners are using renovation products all over the country, and sometimes the homeowner, while working on a renovation project, may find themselves between a rock and a hard place. You know that most 203Ks go off without a hitch. However, from time to time, you may find yourself with a nobody to talk to on your side of the equation that understands the 203K program. If you've got a problem with your renovation project and you don't mind discussing it on radio, give us a call. But if you don't want to spread your business all over the radio and you want to talk to us privately, you can go to 203K911.com. We will talk and help anybody in the transaction, whether it's the lender the, the loan officer, the uh, homeowner, the consultant, the contractor, anybody in that equation, if you need help understanding any part of the problems that you may be having, give us a call or go on to 203k911.com and ask uh, your question. Give us as much detail as you can on that contact form so that we're uh, more knowledgeable when we talk and we're not wasting a lot of time on the phone. Uh, many homeowners believe their consultant is their advocate. Well, it may seem like that at first, but they aren't. A consultant's job is to assist the client in creating a scope of work that meets the minimum property standards and addresses the items they want beyond those minimum property standards. So they can have a wish list. Uh, doesn't have to just be minimum property standards. However, if you're looking for the standard uh, feasibility analysis 
to get a rough idea. That is to bring the property up to minimum property standards and not cover all the things that you might want to add beyond that. Uh, we call it our enhanced feasibility analysis when you're trying to find out just exactly how much your pro uh, project is going to cost and get it in a thumbnail, quick and down and dirty number so that you can have a good idea that you're moving forward in the right direction. Oh, by the way, if you ever buy a house under the Teacher Next Door program, then uh, you want to be sure and have your agent call us prior to making that deal. They have to build, when you're getting a 50% discount, you have to build your commission into your offer. So, but getting back to this uh, uh, advocate, the, the consultant is not your advocate. Again, it may seem like that because he's doing so many things for you or she's doing so many things for you. Uh, you feel like they're in your back pocket and that you're right behind you, and, and in a way they are, but they are never your advocate, okay? Uh, a friend of mine and I were talking the other day, and they, they, they said that they remembered their very first 203K. Uh, they're much better than I am. After 5,000 of these things, I don't remember my very first one. However, I do remember the troubled ones, or ones that stand out for one reason or another, good or bad. Uh, I love talking about this one project that we bid the job at $159,000. In four days, we bid that job. Uh, the borrower then had it chosen, their single contractor, who after four and a half weeks bid the job at 298000 for the same work. What's scary is that the client may have taken their higher bid if they hadn't had us there to back them up. But we knew this job was worth 159000 or something close to that, you know, a 5%, 10 even a 20% jump on that number would still be a considered a viable bid. But this was 298. It's almost 300,000. It's almost double. Okay, so that's that's not a viable bid. That's not a, a bid that's fair. But uh, the borrower asked me to find a contractor that would do it for the 159. Uh, because she didn't think I knew what I was doing. At that point, I said, well, with that little comment, you can find your own contractor. Find a contractor. I don't care if you look in the phone book, call a friend, do whatever you have to do, but find a new contractor. She did, and that contractor bid at 161 just $2,000 over my bid. She was shocked and that the first contractor, I brought my dog to, to work with me today, people. She's all dressed up like a... Santa Claus, by the way, five and a half pounds of her, all five and a half pounds of her. Anyway, she at that point, and this is her words, not mine, my contractor was going to rip me off. Now, I don't believe that, and, and that isn't my word. I don't think that contractor was doing anything like trying to rip her off. That just wasn't happening. But certain contractors do business a certain way. They don't negotiate with their subcontractors. They give them full price, whatever they bid. And just like anybody else, if you're busy, you're going to bid higher. So two things were obvious to me. One, 
he was busy and made the job way up there so that if he got it, he could hire another contractor to actually submit this out to, subcontract this job out to. Or his subcontractors were busy and they all bid high. Um, so if you've got a topic you'd like to discuss in more specific terms, again, con uh, contact us at 203k911.com. Uh, I think some areas the contractors get a little bit more money. They're doing a nicer job. Um, they do higher quality work. They work in high-end houses. And typically a 203k is not a high-end house, although it's not a, a low-end house either. It's, it's somewhere in the middle. So anyway, why don't we get started? See, where are we? Okay. Uh, why would you choose the Fannie Mae product over the FHA 203K? Why would you choose the Fannie Mae Homestyle mortgage loan versus a FHA 203K? Well, FHA is the easiest loan to qualify your client. Fannie Mae, on the other hand, is not quite so easy, but FHA has a mandatory uh, private mortgage insurance. And no ifs, ands, or buts. You're going to pay, and you're going to pay for the term of the loan unless you refinance out of it, which most people do after they get their construction done. But Fannie Mae has a graduated private mortgage insurance. Okay, so if you put 5% down, you're going to pay mortgage insurance. If you put 10% down, you're going to pay a little less on the mortgage insurance. And if you put 20% down, you're going to pay no mortgage insurance. So if you qualify, bingo, then Fannie Mae is a better deal. Uh, but if you don't qualify for Fannie Mae, you just may still qualify for FHA. So this is a uh, your lender, your loan officer, uh, we'll go over that with you and, and put you in the correct program, I'm sure. Um, so anyway, we consult for both products. It makes no difference to us which one you're going for. The reporting is a little different. It's a little less on the home style. Uh, most of our lender partners have been doing a great job, though, of putting the people in the right program. Uh, these programs are actually available all over the United States and its colonies. So Puerto Rico is included in that. Um, they're also called home improvement loans. Where can I get, where can you get construction financing for about four and a half, under 5% at a 30-year fixed rate? You know, I, uh, I'm just not aware that you can do that in a cost-effective manner. A lot of people say, well, let's just go get a HOCA, what do they call it, a home equity mortgage, and use that money to do the construction that we need done. Well, that's certainly a possibility. Now you've got two loans. You've got your first loan, and now you've got a, a home equity loan, too. It's probably at a little higher interest rate. Uh, so you want to be sure and uh, let your loan officer help you work through that uh, and pick the right program for you. So, okay, where are we here? You know, with the holidays, we, we had more uh, holiday parties this year than I think I've seen. We live in a subdivision of older people, see? And uh, 
we had a Christmas party on Friday. I got another one on Saturday. Uh, the Saturday one was a fun one. We had a golf. All of our golf people were having a Christmas party. So I got some golf balls. Make up for some of those that I lost during the year. Uh, fun part of this thing last night, though, is that my wife got up there and she was chipping. She was the first lady to try it, and she her first chip went right in the target. Uh, now they're trying to harass her and get her to play golf. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so as you get into these loans, you're going to find that there's some interesting things with all of them. But I found a home that had the exterior siding, all the windows, the roof already completed. This was one of our two, uh, home style loans, actually. Uh, but it lacks all the interior, drywall, finished electrical, finished plumbing, uh, none of that stuff was available. So it depends on whether or not it has an existing foundation um, and that there was a CO, a certificate of occupancy prior to 12 months ago. Now, if it doesn't qualify, you can get, likely get a home style, but a home style loan requires this home to be dried in. If you're finishing a home that's already been started under construction, then it needs to be dried in. In other words, it needs to have the roof and the windows um, effectively be clear so that it can be worked on on the inside and the rain won't affect it. That's called dried in. So but we had one of these uh, years ago that I saw where it had a subfloor and a foundation, but but FHA wouldn't touch it, even though it had been there for like several years. Uh, Fannie Mae wouldn't either because it wasn't dried in. So some things don't work. But if you've got a foundation and sewers already and you've already got a subfloor, all you need to do is dry it in, and then you can go back and get a, a loan on it to, uh, to cover that. So anyway, we're going to take a short break here. We're going to call in at 888-627-6008, toll free. Be part of the show. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay tuned. We love our neighborhood, and schools here are great for the kids. But our family has outgrown our home due to the new baby on the way. Then we heard about the FHA 203K program, where we can add a room or two to our home and refinance the existing loan, all in one low-interest 30-year loan. What a great idea!
difficult for the area, then there's nothing wrong with it. And I know a lot of appraisers nail a house because it needs a foundation. Well, if it has a pier and post foundation, that's typical for the area, then you don't have to put in a perimeter foundation. But anyway, on this particular, this was a 203K. It was an old home, uh, very small, wasn't very big at all. It might have been a three-bedroom, but it was tiny. Overall, the bedrooms, the rooms were all smaller than uh, I would like to live in, personally. But we could take walls out and do anything we wanted in that regard. <laughs> but it's always a tell when you don't get the first draw, the first draw request in the first 30 or 60 days. You're supposed to have a draw inspection every 30 days from the date that it closes escrow. Now, a contractor does not have to be on the job the next day. Uh, sometimes, he, you know, it may take him a week to close another job up or two weeks. He has a right to do that so he can bring that crew over to this house. But whenever we don't get a draw request in that first 30 days, we try to call them and say, look, how far are you out on your first draw? We need to get that moving. So at least let's schedule it. Well, it's a tell. You know, if you play poker at all, you know what a tell is. But um, so you call them and they say things are maybe next week. And then three or four weeks go by and you say, okay, the lender has decided they want to see an inspection out there. When you get there, you realize that they were delaying your site inspection because they took the house out. I mean, totally, they took the house down to the ground. They asked for a, for the demo. Well, in, the, in our scope of work, we did have demo remove the windows um, so they can put the new dual pane windows in. And we had, you know, remove the floor coverings and remove the kitchen cabinets for the new cabinets. And he wanted all the demo. Well, they certainly had all the demo done. The windows were gone. The kitchen cabinets were gone. The house was gone. They stacked the walls on their sides in case they had to use them again. I said, what do you mean in case you have to use them again? Of course you have to use them again. So uh, they showed me the pier and post. They'd saved them all. I said, well, that's, at least that was a good thing. They were temporarily piled up in the side walls and, uh, on the side of the house where the house was going to be. Uh, just in case we had to use them, we saved all this stuff. I said, this is a renovation loan. You absolutely have to use them. Uh, you shouldn't have taken the house down. That's not in our scope of work. You know, what do you do in a case like that? Now you've got a big problem. Your lender has loaned on a house that's going to be renovated and it isn't there anymore. You've got all the parts. You've got the pieces. Uh, you know, I've seen them take them down to just a wall with a foundation and a wall, one wall, and build them out. But that's not the way this loan was intended to be. Uh, luckily, we were able to walk through this. Uh, you know, when you're trying to show pictures, each draw quite often carries photographs of the things you're drawing for. So I think that would raise or scare, you know, <laughs> raise the eyebrows on a lender when you send him a picture of a vacant lot and say, okay, the demo has been done. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, one of my favorite uh, things to do is to add value. So
modify it and remodel it to its fullest future value or highest and best use. Taking a home on a hillside, for instance, we had one that was on a down slope to the rear. So at the street, it was uh, the front door was at street level, and it went out. They ended up going down on the back and adding a room downstairs because at that time it was just a wide open, open shell of a house down below. So they dropped down some stairs. They moved the kitchen from the back of the house to the front of the house and moved the living room from the front of the house to the back of the house. In doing so, the living room now had, as well as the master bedroom, a glass wall that went all the way across the living room and then the master bedroom. So you could literally see the San Francisco skyline. You could see the Bay Bridge, the San Rafael Bridge, the Golden Gate Bridge. It's what appraisers in that area, we call that the three-bridge view, uh, and it's fabulous. You can also, from their house, see the Berkeley Marina. So you see all the sailboats out there in the marina. Uh, it's just, uh, they enhance the value considerably by putting that in. So they bought the house for about 400000 and they put $300,000 into the renovation, and in doing so, added a million dollars in value. It was appraised at $1.6 million. And with a loan, maximum loan amount in that area at that time, I think was $729,000. So they did a good, an excellent job of creating some long-term equity in that house. Uh, but I love to see those things, you know. Shotgun houses. You know, if you're all over the country, uh, we're trying to figure out, investors trying to figure out a niche. You know, what can I do that everybody else isn't already doing? Uh, we had a guy back in the day that would buy these shotgun houses. Now, a shotgun house was on a 25-foot wide lot, 100 feet deep. Okay, these we called them shotguns because they were just... Sitting there, there was no garage. There was no, there was no real off-street parking on many of them. Some of them did have a driveway. Some did not. And this guy found his niche. Uh, this is when investors were allowed. And by the way, investors can purchase using the Fannie Mae product and flip houses. Um, so you think you're an investor because you buy a house and pay cash, and then you pay for all the renovation. I don't call that an investor. Okay, you may be a rehabber, but you're not an investor because you don't have anything at risk. But if you want to invest, then use the Fannie Mae Homestyle loan and do four at a time or two at a time instead of one at a time and actually become an investor. But these 25-foot wide lots, this guy found that if he picked them up in the air and added a garage down below, he, you know, he was adding a two-car garage and then stairs up. Some of you had a one-car garage, but in any case, he gave value, considerable value to those houses. Cranking them up in the air sometimes can give you a view that you didn't know you had. Uh, but investors, you want to get into something that's done, you might want to look at doing some of those. Find an area, an older area, that's got these little 25-foot wide lots 
and houses with no garages and, and put a garage underneath them. Uh, you can pick the house up and move it back on the lot if you need to. That's all perfectly acceptable under the FHA 203K, except that you're going to live in it. So if you're not going to live in it, then uh, you need to go with the home style loan. But you can do this with the Fannie Mae home style. There's always money to be made in real estate. Find your niche and roll with it. These shotguns homes are all over the place in older areas, which typically means the homes are ready for renovation, probably overdue. You know, I was talking to last week, uh, we had a guest caller call in, uh, Doug Daly from New Jersey, and we were talking a little bit about Ocean County, New Jersey, where Hurricane Sandy wiped out all these houses on the beach, just took them out. Uh, that that was not a good thing for anybody, but now you've got all these slabs sitting there and no houses. So you can use the FHA 203K to build your dream home on stilts, utilizing that foundation as your basis. Uh, sure, you can. You might want to put some deeper piers, some pile pilings, or whatever. Uh, build the house upstairs. Build the walls downstairs with breakaway walls. Uh, we've done that in California, where they have breakaway walls in the, along the levees, because every now and then the levees used to give way and and flood the area, and those walls would just built to break away so that it wouldn't take the house with it. So there's lots of things you can do, but you can build houses on the stilts using the, utilizing that slab floor, make it your driveway, your garage. Um, you know, this, there's all kinds of things. You know, that's, as we say, what a great idea. <laughs> so what are some of the other ideas that we've seen with these renovation loans? You know, how about a warehouse that was vacant? Uh, old brick structure we did uh, years ago it was in where the residential area and the commercial uses had closed in around it. So the industrial use was no longer a valid use for this property. So the choices were mixed use, which is what we did, and we did it as a live work. So we left the they stuccoed over all that concrete, all over that brick, so it didn't look like an old brick warehouse anymore. They left the roll-up doors and split it right down the middle, making two live-work units, a duplex. Uh, that was pretty cool. The, I stopped by there a couple of years ago just to see if I could locate the owners. And when I walked in, I knocked them. The door was open. I just knocked and stepped in, the, and before I could ask any questions or say anything, they go, oh, look, it's Mike Young. God, it's good to see you. And uh, I never did get the pictures. I forgot what I went there for. <laughs> Apparently. Anyway, they, uh, they're still there. So they had created this live-work atmosphere. They have ended up with one rental unit they could rent out to somebody else that was live-work. And they lived in the back part of this building, and they could do whatever they did for a living in the front half. Pretty cool. Uh, Mixed-use buildings are, uh, I think, one of the, the wildest things to do. If you're a young investor and you're willing to live in it for a while, you know, take an old two-story building that's got a store down below and 
and residential units above and live in one of those residential units. You could have a cash cow. Uh, the FHA does not allow you to count the commercial rents, but it doesn't mean you're not going to get some commercial rents. And, you know, that could be a thousand, fifteen hundred, two, maybe twenty five hundred, depending on, you know, what is rented out for and who is rented out to. So there's lots and lots of possibilities there. Um, so anyway, Ocean County, other ideas. Yeah, the warehouse is one of my favorites. I remember the first time I appraised a, a warehouse condominium in San Francisco, California. I uh, got over there not knowing what to expect other than I'm a, appraising a condo. And when I got there to see this old brick uh, reinforced masonry, they had reinforced it. Uh, but they were turning all these warehouses in Somo, which is south of Market. They call it the Somo area. And it was quite interesting. I mean, it, they left the exposed brick on the inside uh, in many of them and added a kitchen, bedrooms, bathrooms, and so forth. and just turned this whole warehouse district into warehouse-like condominiums. It's really cool. Okay, I see San Francisco. Well, let's see where we're up against the clock. I see Doug is waving at me. <laughs> Excuse me, Doug. Uh, call us at 888-627-6008. Toll free and be part of the show. If you've got questions, you want to talk about something, feel free. Uh, we'll talk about your experiences. If you're a consultant, feel call free to call in. Uh, lenders, anybody that wants to share something that's happened on a renovation project or a particular renovation that was good. In the meantime, we'll be right back after this short break, so stay tuned. We moved into our new home knowing it had faults when we discovered more damage than anticipated. Then we heard about the renovation loan that would allow us to refinance the loan and get the money to make those repairs all in one. One low interest loan. What a great idea. that the 
from us as consultants or inspectors that the copper was ever installed. And these people just came in and they hacked it off. They didn't even try to disassemble it. They just hacked it off. In those days, it was pretty simple to take that down to any construction second-hand store and unload it. Today, that's not so easy. When somebody brings a whole bunch of copper into a scrapyard, right away the scrapyard people say, well, where's your receipt when you bought it? I mean, it's obviously this is brand new stuff. Uh, sometimes it's not. It's old stuff, but it's still... Uh, you don't typically take copper out of a house and run down and sell it unless you're th stealing it. So but the builder's work in progress insurance should take care of it. Uh, regardless, it's a theft. You need to re create a police report. Uh, but it's a police and insurance matter. It's not something that we can pay for out of the contingency. Uh, draw inspections or progress payment inspections do not allow us to do a change order for the same thing that's in the scope of work. So in the plumbing section 28 or 27 rather, you've got all new plumbing going in, copper, it's installed, you get it signed off, and then it gets stolen, that's again an insurance issue. You're not going to get contingency money to put it in because it's not a contingency. Contingency money is for things that were missed or things that hadn't been thought of at the time of the write-up. It is not for things that were stolen from the house. Okay. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about your consultant. Your consultants are supposed to be chosen by the lender. The lender is supposed to choose the consultant. They can't choose a contractor. They can't recommend a contractor. The consultant is not supposed to recommend a contractor. Uh, we have, for years, recommended contractors, just like consultants or lenders recommend consultants. So what happens when you got to choose a consultant? Quite often, the lender doesn't. They might give you a list of two or three that have been good for them in the past, Sometimes they don't, or sometimes you do a search on the Internet as a homeowner and you're looking for a consultant, and there you find a couple of them. So how do you know which one is going to give you what you expect? Well, one is you have to expect something, all right? Uh, we do a lot more for our clients than uh, is expected of us. We give all the lenders paperwork for a 203k as well as all the stuff we're required to do and we're not going to stop doing that even though uh, some people have put together a group and I'm a blog I'm a full member of the ARC Association of Renovation Consultants uh, I'm a founding member so oh, but everybody turns in a minimum required group of paperwork. We do a lot more than that. We save the clients, the loan officer, a lot of time and money, and it doesn't cost us any more to provide that information. But the lender is clearly responsible for choosing the consultant. Uh, 
most homeowners will find us on the internet pretty easily, and we're good all over the country. We have associates all over the country that we can help you with. Uh, quite often, the lender will provide a list of two or three consultants they've used in the past, and you can choose from them if you haven't already found one. But if you, if a homeowner finds a consultant and they want to use them, typically the loan officer won't stop them from using them because they don't want to get involved in that. And as long as they're approved by HUD, they're good. But, you know, we've had, I don't know, we've run into, I run into one guy, I believe he was in Florida, that still writes these things in pencil. He doesn't even put it in ink. Uh, he doesn't type anything. He just handwrites all the 203K stuff, the scope of work. Uh, I ran into a consultant that they were trying to do some room addition and wall changes, which means you have to provide some sketches. His sketches were in pencil. Do you know how hard pencil is to scan? It's, it's difficult at best. So. But if you're going to uh, hire a consultant, regardless of where you found their name, I would recommend that you ask them some questions. One, how long have you been doing this? You know, it doesn't matter if they've only just started, but you want to know that. It's okay to just start. you got to start somewhere in order to say one for the next guy that calls you. But, uh, but, but know that. You know, you're asking, this guy's going to be doing a job for you. Does he know what he's doing? So if he hasn't done one, what have you done? What classes have you taken to make you aware of what it is you're supposed to do for me? So... Well, I've been consulting for about three years, but I haven't done one yet. I actually took and trained a guy that had got his approval, took a course and got his approval, and three years later he hadn't done a 203K because he wasn't sure what to do. So he took our training program and we showed him what to do. Uh, you know, how many projects have you completed? Can I see a sample of a finished report so I can see what it is I'm going to be receiving? Uh, these are all fair questions and should be asked. Somebody should ask for that. Uh, do you have the capacity to get into my consultant and my paperwork to me in a reasonable length of time? That can be a problem too. If we're sometimes we get so darn busy, you know, I was doing ten a week um, back in the nineties. I, I don't. I'm not looking for that kind of volume at the moment. At 72, I can relax a little bit. Before you tell me that I'm too old to be doing this, uh, I had two guys that worked for me that were both 88 years old. Now, they both passed now, they, but uh, they were doing this when I met them. They were 88 years old and, and still doing this. Actually, one of them was, I don't know, 72 when I met him, but uh, he was still doing it at 88. So Anyway, that's neither here nor there. You know, so what's a typical turn time for a project worth 50000 or 80000 So if you know as a homeowner that your project is probably going to be about 80000 bucks, then ask, you know, what's a typical turnaround for an $80,000 project? Some, some consultants actually, uh, uh, somebody's trying to call me, call in at, at our radio line. It's 888-627-6008 and be on the show. 
Anyway, see where we were. Um, we currently, currently tell the client uh, four to five days. If, if they'll give us four to five days to do a write-up, regardless of how big it is, they probably never have to call us. Um, I'm not looking for a lender to call me every hour and ask me, how is it coming? Because that just, it really demoralizes you when you're trying to report, get a report and, and show off, and these guys are calling you the, the day you made the appointment. You know, I, I had one gal call me up and said, uh, I understand you're doing a draw inspection today. I said, yes, it's pouring rain. I'm on the roof. Why are you calling? I just wondered how it was doing. How was it going? Uh, and I thought, you got to be kidding. So I disconnected that call and finished making my inspection and got down. Uh, but, you know, these people that like to know everything you're doing and when you're doing it, sometimes that's to your detriment. Anyway, uh, it's important to know what you're going to get for your money as all consultants don't provide the same level of service. Some people give you the bare minimum, which is a scope of work. They are not even giving you the home inspection, uh, or excuse me, a property inspection slash not a home inspection, which they are required to under the FHA, uh, and they give you a draw paperwork. Uh, maybe a a form called the work write-up, which kind of gives you a abbreviated quick look, which is great for the appraiser. But you almost, you know, sometimes you get a bait-and-switch operator, too. Beware of those who quote you a fee, a low fee. HUD hasn't seen fit to give an increase in our fees since 1994 when they started us off. So you're going to get somebody, you call up, uh, we got a phone call, and they said, I've got a triplex, what would be my cost for you to come out here and do the work right up and get everything ready for my lender? And I said, well, <clears throat> the amount of dollars you're talking about, it is $800, and then there's $25 for the second and third units. So it'll be $850, the mileage isn't any because you're close enough to our office, you're within 15 miles, so there's no mileage charge. So, oh, well, this other guy's going to do it for uh, $350. And I said, um, don't mean to sound flippant, I don't mean to be, but uh, that ain't going to happen. We haven't had a raise in 25 years. Why would he take a short shortage? It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, a couple of weeks later, I happened to see her note on my pad here, and I, I called her up, and I said, well, hey, how did that work for you? She said, oh, you were right. He called out a show-up fee, but he didn't tell me that. He just charged me 350 and he billed 850 to the escrow, you know, to the lender. And I said, well, I, that's a bait and switch. He, you know, he, you thought you were going to get something, and you didn't get it, so it ended up costing you $350 more for using him because he wasn't honest with you up front. And there are people that do that. There are people out there right now that are charging $350 show-up fee. Here I am today, which is supposed to be covered in their consultant fee. Uh, but in any case, whatever you pay the consultant up to the guideline, 
is reimbursable in the loan and counts as money you put into the transaction. Your consultant may charge more than the guideline, but they won't get it, you won't get it reimbursed in the loan, and that's fine. The guideline is just that. It's a guideline. It's not gospel. It's not a mandatory fee. Some lenders like to think it is. Uh, I had a lender ask me uh, what my fee was. I told him, and he's, I said, what is your fee, by the way? Oh, God, we don't tell you that. You know, their fee is somewhere between 10000 and $20,000 on some of these loans. And they worry about $20 or $50 or $150 fee that we try to get. It's interesting, to say the least. But at least you need to find out who, what you're going to get for your money uh, so that you're not uh, totally surprised when the bills come in and you get what you ask for. So, anyway, call us at 888-627-6008 to be part of the show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay tuned now. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine. I thought we'd get a construction loan to fix our home, but they wanted four points and nine percent interest. And if we didn't get the job finished within six months, they wanted even more points. Then we heard about the FHA 203K program, where we could refinance our home and get the additional money to make those repairs all in one low interest loan. What a great idea. I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. <laughs> oh, we're welcome back, welcome back. If you want to be part of the show today, call us at 888-627-6008. Toll free. Um, so we're back with you. And, you know, the 203K has been a, a very, very interesting uh, product. We love it. I loved it from day one. Um, it's it's just a needed product, and the consultants, to me, the consultants are absolutely required. Uh, if you get a good consultant, he can save you his, uh, ten times his fees. You know, we did that one. We bid it at 159 versus the bid of 298,000 that she might have taken had we not been there. Uh, my fee was, I think it was $1,500. So we saved her the difference between 159 and 298. That's 135,000. If I calculate that in my head real quick, so. Was the, my $1,500 fee earned? I, I believe it was. It was earned over and over again. Uh, we see this kind of thing happening all the time. Uh, you don't know when you call a contractor if they're busy and they're going to bid high just to make sure they got enough in it if they have to hire people or if they want to run this thing through another contractor and make 20% on it and never touch it, never set foot on, on the site. Uh, they're there once in a while to pick up a check, maybe. Um, so, you know, I can't tell you uh, how important it was. You know, through the 90s, we had 15 W-2 employees as consultants. Uh, 
given them up to two a day. Uh, there was a whole bunch of 203Ks done back in the 90s. Some areas are still hot like that. They're doing it. Um, homeowners don't realize just how important the 203 could be to them, a 203K. Uh, you can have a house. Let's say you buy a house that needs work, and you know it needs work, and the man or woman of the house is a licensed contractor. So they managed to get the loan closed, even though the house needs work. The one house I'm thinking of uh, in particular was in Vacaville, California. The house inside had a lot of the drywall had been ripped out. The kitchen had been ripped out. The bathroom had been ripped out. So it was not livable. So this couple buys it. Cute kid. They had a cute baby, too. And when I went in there, the husband had already, he was the contractor in this case, and he had slapped in a bathroom, so he put a toilet and a shower in there, uh, put up some drywall so that they had some privacy when you went to the bathroom and a door, and they were sleeping in sleeping bags on mattresses, laying on the floor of this house, and there's no floor coverings. And it didn't take them long to realize the mistake they made is that Dad is going to work on that house only when he has time and he doesn't have a paying job because he doesn't look at that house as a paying job. When uh, he didn't have a renovation loan, he just managed to close the loan. And then they were going to save money by living there rather than paying a mortgage somewhere else too. Um, so the key is he wasn't going to get that done and they happened to hear of me i don't know on a radio show or something i'm not sure but how they did get a hold of me but I, they got a hold of me and i came out and i was literally very surprised to see them living in this i mean i'm sure it's going to be a very nice house soon but the contractor didn't have time to take away from his business to do that I recommended from day one, I said, why don't you uh, hire this done? You have a contractor friend or two, I'm sure. And he says, no, the, the lender told me I could do this myself because I'm a licensed contractor. Well, most of them don't do that anymore because of situations like this. But in that case, we went that way. So he was going to be his own contractor under the self-help program. Now, the self-help program allows you to do the work, but most lenders have put some stipulations. One, you have to be a licensed contractor and use licensed subcontractors, and they want to know who all those subcontractors are up front uh, and check their licenses. So you can't just use any Tom, Dick, and Harry that you find on the street that thinks he knows how to be a, uh, a plumber or an electrician. So what what goes on is um, we managed to get him a loan, and he had just bought it, I mean, like two months before. That's when I ran into him. Um, and as long as you refinance and uh, get your 203K loan closed within six months, six months, 180 days from the time you originally purchased it, 
they will actually count all the money that you put down originally as money you have into this loan. So chances are if you put 10% or 15% or 30%, whatever you put down is going to be counted as money you have in the new loan. But there's something that happens. What happens is your lender has already told you, your loan officer, you can't refinance this thing for, for a year or you can't refinance this thing for six months. Why do they say that? They say that because they're going to lose a commission. They're going to have to pay the commission back if you refinance within before that period of time is up. So if they're telling you you can't refinance for six months, and yet this loan has to be closed within six months, then, of course, they're looking out for their own, and I would recommend you know, looking out for their own interest. So if you're going to do that, I would do what you can to use the same loan officer, okay, because they're going to lose their commission and they'll pick the new commission up on the new loan and it'll offset it. In fact, it'll be a slight positive uh, in most cases because you're going to be borrowing more money. You're going to be borrowing the money to fix it up. So what we do is, in a house like that that's got that it's already under construction, they've already got drywall ripped out, electric plumbing, uh, all that's going to be replaced. We can bid that. So we go in there and create a scope of work with the help of the borrowers, and then we bid it. And we bid it with a price that is going to be equal to whatever we can get it done for by another contractor should you fail. So here's the thing, when a homeowner is doing self-help and they're a licensed contractor, they're thinking of all the savings that they could make and how they're just not going to have to borrow all that much money because we can do it for a lot less. Well, that's not the way it works. Your consultant is supposed to put in the price that he can get it done for, a bona fide price without regard to you doing it and saving money. But you do it and save money, that's fine. That money just rolls into the loan, pays down on the mortgage. You do not get to keep it. It's not part of your profits. Uh, and you've got to do paperwork that shows that. So in any case, that's that's where we are. Uh, I see we're running up against the clock here. I'll wait for uh, Doug to give me the final wave off. But... Uh, so your self-help is not going to save you money as far as the loan, except that you're going to pay more down on the loan uh, so you'll have some equity built up by the work that you saved or the money you saved doing the work yourself. Right. Anyway, I want to thank you all for being with us today. Uh, next Sunday, uh, it'll be a rerun. Uh, we are not going to be here. We've got uh, my grandkids are coming to, to Nevada to our Las Vegas offices, and we're taking the week off next week and just having fun with my uh, my grandkids, a couple of them, and my oldest daughter. So but thank you for being with us today. We appreciate it. Uh, next Sunday, again, it'll be a rerun between 1 and 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and this broadcast is coming to you from our Las Vegas offices in Las Vegas, Nevada. We look forward to seeing you next time. Please bring with your quest with us. Please bring your questions <laughs> and plan on calling in. 
you know, we love to hear from you. It makes the shows more interesting when we do have some callers, uh, and you don't have to listen to me for an hour. Uh, in the meantime, may have a Merry Christmas, and may God bless you. Tune in every Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to BBS Radio Station 1 and learn more about making home renovations possible, profitable, and hassle-free. Isn't it time you learned how to make money doing something you love? Visit 203konline.com now and let's get your home makeover projects done right. <laughs> 